Thanks as always for listening to Fluff and Crunch. In today's episode, Chris and I talk about Modifius's new 2D20 World Builders program. The facts of it, what we think about it, what we think people are going to do with it, or we hope will do with it, and uh, just some general commentary. We're going to split this into two episodes because it went so long. And so I'll find a clean break, put that in there, and then next week we'll finish it off. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. Hello. Hi, Jeremy. How are you doing today? Yeah, not bad. Uh, it, I, we're having uh, fine English weather today. God, it's like freezing here. It's only it, dropped temperature over the week. We had a lot of rain at the end of last week, and now we've had a massive drop in temperature. It's 46 and raining here. So how's your last week or so been? Any, uh, any gaming? Uh, yes, because we played our second session of our D&D &D Oh, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the post. How did it? I mean, you, you mentioned it, and Brian ran it, correct? Yeah. And we How'd were surprised because like Brian actually turned out with like multiple sheets of paper. Like Ooh. I did a dungeon where I had literally like I'd done a dungeon through an app I found, which basically was just on squared paper. So I had I had a dungeon and like one one sheet of A4 for like intro and then one sheet of A4 for like the first half of the dungeon and another sheet for that. So I guess I had about four sheets of paper. And he had like eight sheets of paper and he got like a whole like uh, the journey to the city and then we're like in the city and we're like basically like slated, like indentured slaves and we like have to do this stuff. But then there's this whole other community of people that basically kind of go ah we don't do what they want us to do we do our own thing and that we're trying to decide which faction to join and like all these characters that had like names and stuff and it was like seemed very well realized it was like wow we're just kind of like working out what the hell we're going to do um so yeah but mostly it was a lot of messing around at the start because i i couldn't decide what character to play i was torn between playing as a fighter or a barbarian and i had two different pictures and i was like i kind of want to merge them together but then every time I looked at making a barbarian, I was like, oh, I don't really like the barbarian subclasses and uh, raging's not as good as it should be. And oh, if I play as a fighter, I can do Batman. So it's really good. And in the end, I decided to play as two characters sharing mm -hmm. one body. <laughs> so I've got these two characters that I basically switch between when it's up to Brian or in the morning. So the first couple of sessions was like my character that I woke up and literally Brian rolled. So I'm playing as the half orc side of my character. We decided my character didn't change what they looked like because that would be weird. And then I realized actually changelings exist. So that would have been fine. Yeah. Um, but it made it weird for the other thing. So like I, my character wakes up in a cell on a sky ship and then she's like, oh, what's going on? Oh, wait a minute. Why, why am I not green? Why am I human? Uh, freaks out. And then like two mornings later, the character switched to the other part of her person that way. It's more mm -hmm. than personal. I'm going with souls in the same body, but it's D&D. &D, it's becoming more complicated than that. Yeah. And then she, and then there's the next character having to go, why am I here? Who am I? And Scott's character to go, oh God, seriously, I've got to go for all this shit again. <laughs> and so the, you, other, you... the other NPCs in the cage being like, what are you on about? Um, and then after that, because it was like a nine day journey. And by the end of the nine day journey, the two halves of my character have realized that they actually are they're like half sisters with each other, but they've been separated for like, I don't know, 20 years because one's a half orc and was basically ostracized from the tribe, but they somehow, they're now in the same body, which is neither of their bodies. But of course, neither of them can talk to each other. <laughs> so they sort of find it out from someone saying something to Scott's character, you have to remember it and then say it back to the other half of the character, the other half of the character, go, what? <laughs> 
<laughs> so what, what it sounds like is you had your session zero-ish, and now you've actually started to play. So, so far, your ambitious 5e, your goal, it, you're, you're rolling. Yeah, it's really good because we good. had like, we, I've, I've run one session, but it was like a totally just, you know, one and done and that was fine. Um, but like Brian's thing, like, well, we need to carry this on more because we like literally, we've met two, fac- you know, we've met three factions in the city and we've maybe decided which one we want to join and we've got a deal for something that'll happen in a few days, which could kick a load of stuff off. And um, so, yeah, I think Brian's running the next session because I don't think good. he has to do a lot of prep now. I feel like he's done an awful, well, this is the, me and Scott have no idea how much, how much there is it feels to us like there's a lot there uh-huh. but the bride was kind of saying no i haven't really done that much we were like well, you've got maps and you've got all this stuff and he was kind of like it's not that much but to us it felt like there was loads of stuff going on um and that, like we could we could stay in this this area of the world for for ages very good um, so it was really good how about you uh well i i'm a player again um with the with the the plan in mind of being a player for you know a few months i mean looking at the the norms of our group from over the last year and some usually play something for about three months and then you know we move to something else or whatever so i uh switched chairs i even gave up the the gm spot that i have at my (laughs) game table that i built that has like a the gm seat is different or space at the table and so i gave that up happily and uh yeah it's so funky because i find coming up with not necessarily on the fly coming up with npcs on the fly uh, is like deer in the headlights sometimes for me <laughs> but coming up with npcs that i feel like fit into my story and then i once i you know planning for them um and then running them after i've planned for them i i feel like i i enjoy that and i feel like i you know do that reasonably well um or can at least and uh and yet the the idea of coming up with a personality and motivations and all those kinds of things for a play for my own character is actually really hard uh <laughs> because it's to me at least and i'm i'm almost certainly overcomplicating this that would be completely in in, in order for me but because they're to me they're they're got there have to be layers you know you you, you i don't really like i mean one note npcs for like minions that's fine but even for villains, there should be like a layer or two. Um, but PCs, to me, need to have more. And and they don't always act the same way in different situations. So if coming up with a personality that I can work with and motivations that I can work with is, um, is challenging. But it's good. It's good. So we, we did it. We did our Session Zero character creation, and then we actually started and, and played for about an hour. So our, our group of three is together, and we're off or about to go off on our first um first tasking for a patron that'll hopefully get us wrapped into the story so it was good it was good that's funny that we've but we've we've yeah. both been players that's weird in the same week kind of cool actually it's you know you read and you hear it oh as a gm you need yeah. to play sometimes you need to play sometimes and not just periodically i think doing it periodically is good nah. but it's also important to do it for real that is like for a sustained period of time so i'm i'm really looking forward to it and the neat thing too is that our gm uh and i agreed that if there are if there are like scenes or terrain or things that that she wants to use that then i will build that because i have a really hard time motivating myself to build terrain when it's just like for no reason like oh i think i'll make a hill whatever yeah uh so so that'll be cool i'll whip out the proxon and the paint and things like that and i'll uh I'll get some stuff done if she wants me to. So that's good stuff. 
But today, today we're going to talk about probably a little bit of this OGL garbageola, but more we're going to focus on Modiphius's release. They're finally their release of the 2D20 World Builders guidelines, the World Builders program, uh, which went live uh, last Wednesday, which was January 11th. So that is now open. Yeah. Um, you can submit things to it. And um, so we're going to talk about that. And like I said, I'm going to guess that the, this uh, OGL um, poop storm is probably going to come up at some point as a, a point of comparison. So where do we want to start with World Builders? I have their six-page PDF. And by the way, we will put links to where you can get this information directly from Modiphius. They have a packet that you can download that actually has the 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 requirements, the guidelines, the rules for participating in this. And then they also have some other files that you can download, um, like art and and design templates and things like that. I'll also find a link to the um the drive-through page where you can find this information. So where do we want to start with 2D20 world builders after what, like five, almost five some odd months after the SRD came out? This is now finally out. Very exciting, I think. Uh, I guess we need to go over first what what it does and doesn't let you do. Yeah. Well, I can just do this really quickly. I'll read the first paragraph. It's the World Builders Program. It's 2D20 World Builders Program is a way to publish and distribute gaming content that you have written using the 2D20 system by Bedivious Entertainment. This could include whole RPGs, scenarios, settings, monsters, NPCs, and more. You create content, format it to our design template, and then upload the PDF to the site, that being DriveThruRPG. Your work will become part of the 2D20 World Builders content on DriveThru and can be accessed by the community and also can provide a financial return to you. Um, can you sell it? Absolutely. Um, as a creator, you get 50% of the sale. Um, DriveThru gets 30% and Modiphius gets 20%. You set the price. If you're familiar with DriveThru, it's it seems to me, I've never put anything on DriveThru, but it seems to me like, uh, a, yeah, I know you have, a, a good chunk of this is just standard drive-thru stuff. You upload it, you set the price, and then you hope people are interested in it and buy it. Yeah, that's my understanding. It looks very... And the only one I saw have seen differently was I know the, the Savage Worlds license, I think, was a lower percentage. Okay. So... I, it does say here, note, the 2D20 World Builders program follows the same revenue model and rules as the existing community content program for D&D on DMs Guild. Okay. Yeah, so I, everyone I've seen has been 50%. The only one I ever saw that wasn't is that the, the Savage Worlds one, which I can't remember what it was called, so whatever it was called, um, I think was 40% that you, they took. So I'm guessing that meant they were only taking, the, the company was only taking 10%. Yeah. Because uh, drive through is presumably still taking 30 so... yeah. Uh, why they it can that. be it, basically it sounds like it can be anything that would go on drive through. So I, it sounds to me like by default, things like programming apps or VTT stuff or tokens or blase, that kind of stuff. That stuff is not that's not part of the world builders program. It's anything that goes on drive through. It can be in English or any other language. Um you can use any rules, I like this, any rules from the 2D20 SRD or from any 2D20 game books published by Modiphius. You may not use setting content from these games, proper names or content that would be deemed to be part of the license to Modiphius from the IP holder. 
There is a cat. There's not a caveat, but there's an asterisk to that that we can come back to in a moment. But basically, you can draw from any. You can draw from the SRD version of the rules or any version of the rules from, as it says, um, game books published by Modiphius. Now, it doesn't specify current. It says published, which to me could it would include, for example, Mutant Chronicles, which they don't produce anymore. But if you wanted to draw from the system in Mutant Chronicles, it sounds like you could. Well, Conan as well. And this is where you get a slightly weird yeah. one. So I don't see what there is to stop someone wholesale lifting stuff out of the Conan books, taking off all the taking all the Conan out of it and, and throwing that on dry throw, going, here's sword and sorcery. Well, that would, it sounds to me like that's okay yeah. because actually there was a question asked about that because they they did they released this on Wednesday and Chris Birch the the, the president of Modiphius did a one hour uh, Q and A live Q and A on Facebook and he essentially said like you know because someone asked about like what if I what about Star Trek he said well you can't you can't produce anything that uses any of the Star Trek proper nouns. But you could make a, if you wanted to create a scenario that has, that uses the Star Trek version of 2D20 rules exactly and is a, just some kind of a space adventure, as long as you don't use any of the Star Trek terminology, you can do that. And Conan is, although it's not published anymore, it's a version of the rules and the rules that they used for the Conan stuff wasn't something that the Conan IP holders had any control over. And so you could dig back and use those rules. That's where it gets weird. Because, and actually, it would take a, it'd be a long job because it'd be a lot of cut and paste in it. But you mm -hmm. know, to what extent could you just go through, whether you do it two ways, you could go through Conan and just cut and paste in. I think that'd be a pain in the ass. Or actually going through the yeah. basic 2D20 from the SRD and going through and putting in everything that matches the Conan version of the rules exactly. And then putting in a few examples of you to go, right, this is how you make characters and this is how combat works. And this is the magic system and take it yeah. all from Conan and put it on. And then you'd be like, well, and just and, you know, change the names. And to me, and I have the, I will come back to the same thing about mine. To me, I don't, you shouldn't be able to do that, but I think this is where they've been a vet. I mean, I'm surprised that they haven't been clearer because they're literally they're kind of talking about like rules and mechanics as if there's kind of a separation somehow between, well, world stuff is yours, but any kind of rules and mechanics, that's fine. And I'm like, well, there's, sometimes there's an overlap there. Sometimes there is an overlap. At what point do you have to say, well, no, 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 you, you, you can't put that on, on drive-through because that, that isn't yours. That's, that's ours. You've just put the SRD plus Conan and you've thrown it out. I mean, as in them, they're modifious. Um, you know, that would seem a bit strange. There is on, on the on page two of the PDF of the World Builders Guide, it does say what you can't use. You can't use any material that infringes on copyrights held by someone else. Uh, conversions of content from other role-playing games or other copyrighted, copyrighted media, comics, or fiction. And so what I'm guessing that in, because it, I asked Chris a question, is it could you, could you create conversion rules to convert stat blocks from other games? He said that was okay, but what I think this sounds like, and I could be totally off base, is that you can't say, here's how to convert a Tarrasque. 
because the Tarasque is, or here's how to convert a beholder or a mind flayer, which I know those- I think it's not about how to. I think if you step to what you said and said, here's a bunch of rules, how to convert from 5e or Savage Worlds or whatever to 2d20, this is how you do it. Yeah. There's a problem with that, though. I'll come back to a separate problem, um, which I think is a whole thing we need to talk about. Um, the I think what you, he's saying you can't do is you can't just go, right, well, here's the here's the 2d20 stats for a beholder and a Tarasque. Right. Here's you the can't 2d20 do that. stats for- for Torg or Star Wars, nope. because that's another copyright. You can't do it. You just can't yeah, do it. Yeah, by virtue of mentioning um, that copyrighted material, you, you're you off base. Yeah. It explicitly says, too, you can't make software or apps. Yeah. Uh, you can't do any crowdfunded content, uh, mm. nor can you um, nor can you include any copyrighted material that's included in Modifius products under license. So that Again, that's what we just said. Like, you can't do Infinity stuff. Yeah, but that's where you kind of... What's to stop you going into the Infinity book and going um, righteous female priest Templar such and such, and then copying the stat block out of Infinity book and just slapping that in there and going? I because then it's weird because it's like I wonder though. Like I th I think that um, okay. I, I think what it means is that like if there's any kind of and I'm not I can't I don't know off the top of my head. Is there anything in the Infinity stat blocks or rules that use licensed terms like proper nouns um it's probably just a name so once you go out of the name and maybe some of the uh the like the yeah, weapons that's where you gear, you, some of that yeah, stuff so that's what i'm be, saying but you just file that stuff off and you're technically yeah. from what they're saying you're okay but that's, what's interesting is that's um, actually what he said in response to not one of my questions but another question he was and he he said it, it, I, he may have even used the 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 analogy of filing the serial numbers off but it just has to be generic then or it could be yeah. something that's uses the exact same rules but is your own uh, it could either be completely generic or it could be your own creation that you then say that that's mine and then that ip yeah. that you create then becomes yours but and i know this is a sticking point for you the the any kind of like i mean obviously if you just take the star trek version the Star Trek Homeworld version of the rules and use them as is. You're not doing anything. You're not doing any work on the rules. I think that's the kind of the, the thing for me. It feels like if you're not doing any work, but then you're going to charge a price for it. Now, I suspect some people might not realize, but actually there might be a mark out there that people want to play Conan and you can't presumably very soon legally yeah. buy the Conan PDFs. But so other people could just type up the Conan stuff as long as they leave all the Conan out of it and have to replace it. Yeah, all, but... but also, but there are there are plenty of people out there who, for various reasons, would rather have someone else yeah. do it. You know, there's think think about this. Here's here's the here's the dirty little secret that everybody knows in gaming. It's all made up again, which means you could just make it yeah. all up yourself. You don't have to pay anybody for anything. But that's the wonderful thing about the creative side of the hobby is that people come up with stuff that you might not. And you go, oh, wait, I don't want to spend X many hours taking the SRD and massaging it into concise, example-laden, ah, we talked about that before, example-laden rules but, you know, I want to tweak this little mm. part or this little part. There are people who don't want to do that. There are people who they're in. I myself would count myself as, as this. There are people who are interested in like, I wonder what someone else would do with this. Yeah. So that's yeah, what we can. Yeah. That's what you can and can't yes. do with it. 
So like I said, we should, we should get onto what we think people will do and what it will be good and bad for. Before that, I want to go on to go over a couple of problems. So um, one problem I had with it, and I asked the question and I didn't like the answer I got because basically the answer I got wasn't, mm. but essentially it says in the thing, which I've now got so many windows and tabs open, I've lost, but essentially not only can you use uh, rules or mechanics from the books and the SID, you can use them from other people's stuff on the world builders thing. Now, the question I was like, well, yeah. what happens if I write my own version of a super setting or a magic setting and I come up with a whole, you know, I, I write a hundred pages worth of supers or magic stuff. What's to stop someone else just taking it? Now, Chris didn't, I don't think he fully read the question or the version he saw wasn't that full question because he basically said, oh yeah, someone else can use the stuff you've done. I was like, that's not the answer I want, because what I'm saying is if I've written a hundred right. page, if I write a 200 page super setting and a hundred page of that is, is purely rules for how to build a super character and all the superpowers and someone else just goes, well, I want to do a super setting, but I don't like your setting. I'm just going to take your hundred page of rules and I'm going to put it in here and then make my own setting around it. And then I've done zero work on the mechanical side of it, that there is uh -huh. from what I can see nothing to stop. So now. He said, obviously, you know, someone else can't steal your stuff. Now, the problem is, is that from what they're saying, the, the setting side of it, that's your setting, that's your IP, no one else can take it. Correct. But the mechanics is a free-for-all. Now, that really then bugged me because straight away I made me think, well, I'm not going to do that then. I'm, I'm not going to work on supers or I'm not going to work on anything where the, it is so generic, like, like magic. I'm not going to work on a magic system because someone else can come along and steal my magic system. I am just going to take the magic system straight out of Act and Cthulhu, where I can just write spells. I know someone can't steal those spells yeah. because those spells will have my name on it. Um, I'm going to do a cyberpunk setting where I am going to name all of the weapons and all of the cyberware. So if someone wants to take that, they have to do a lot of work. It just, they it, can't just take it. Correct. But I can't do a super setting because unfortunately stretching and teleportation and super strength are generic names that you cannot say, well, that's my IP. But I'd be annoyed if I did a, a hundred page supers manual of how the powers work and then saw it appear in someone else's work with a setting yeah. animal on top. And they went, oh, well, that's just rules. So it can be, so that, that bugged it, me. There, there's a murky area. There, there's a murky area here that I, I get because on the one hand, think about this, you know, drive through is providing this, in conjunction with Modiphius, is doing the, the part of providing this really well-known, widely used storefront that handles so many things. It, it, it serves as a, as a promotional lightning rod. It serves as a logistical and financial partner, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so drive-through does tons of things. So I can see where, okay, drive-through is going to get their cut. Uh, Modiphius is going to get their cut because it's their system. It's their system and it's also their name that's going to draw people in the community and gaming community, you know, I think at large, they serve that, that that's a, that's a promotional and call it um, cachet shot in the arm. And so the, the idea that others can use, like if you decide to come, like for example, if I wanted to make something and I decided to resurrect some form of the infinity weapon style, yeah. weapon damage, where it's a, a flat number plus a certain number of challenge dice. If I wanted to do that, but it was a little different from what's in infinity and um, mutant chronicles. If I wanted to do that, someone could take that core piece and go use it somewhere else. 
And I get, yeah, there's a, there's a point of frustration there. However, think about this. There's no way that you, you see, I think in a way, Modiphius is looking at this as saying, we've already done the lion's share of the work system-wise for you. You're tweaking it. So you're, you're taking this core thing and you're tweaking it. You might tweak it a lot. You could do something, you know, I mean, think about Mutant Chronicles versus Dune. You know, there's huge differences there. But the, the core piece is still the same. And that's being handed to you, us, we, whatever, to use, to do things to. So what they're saying is, it's still that same core thing. If someone wants to take your tweaks, like you're, you're, we're all pouring it into the same well, our ideas that have to do with the system alone. I think you're right that um, there is maybe a, a, a little point of frustration that like, wait a minute, you know, what if I, because supers, we've talked about that, supers is such a pain. What if you come up with some really cool way that you believe and other folks believe does a really great job of modeling a certain flavor of supers? And, and no one's ever done that. Well, no one's done it with 2D20. And so you're the first one. And then someone comes in there and, and tweaks it a little bit and, and, you know, goes and makes money off of it. I get it. Um, I also get, though, that the, the original system that you tweaked and built, you didn't have to, to build in the first place. And you were also getting the benefit of the 50% of the revenue with because of these other assistants, you know, you you would never have you wouldn't you you're you would have to develop the entire super system, which would be way more than a hundred pages, you know. Um, so it's it's you know it's it's one of those things for me. I'm I'm actually I'm okay with that, um, because it's voluntary. Obviously, um there's there's a big upside potentially you know financially to it if your stuff takes off and um and then you know you 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 have the option if someone if you write the system your version of it in such a way that you you cleverly weave your own ip into it and then someone goes and sloppily rips it off well then you can go after them yeah i mean i think that's the thing that's going to be different you know because I haven't seen that in somewhere else where basically kind of, I mean, to be fair, in yep. the other ones, I haven't really seen any rules, but it was the fact they kind of actually said, oh yeah, you can use other people's rules and stuff. And I'm more, you know, if people are going to be writing, adve- I know this is going to be my second problem in a second. If people are writing like adventures or monsters or whatever, then that's done. You can't really copy them. But if it's rules, right. uh, and there's a reason why there may be more rules for this, and there's a simple reason. I've only, other, I've only seen one other system that is an equivalent to 2D20, which has had a license, and that's Cortex, all the way back in the day, yeah. because they haven't released a new Cortex license yet. There might be people going, wait a minute, the new Cortex stuff's been out for years. Well, it has, but there's still no Cortex license, partly because they, it keeps jumping who owns the Cortex thing. It was like, you know, it was one company, it was like, well, occasionally Cam Banks owned it himself, and then uh, Fandom took it over, and now it's another company again that owns it. And every time it jumps, they keep pushing back the their community license. There is no community license for Cortex. The big difference, and this is why actually I'm not, you know, for the people that are really into 2D20, I think it might be a good thing. Um, But I don't think this is massively going to take off because there isn't a single 2D20 rule set. And I think that actually could be a big problem. Because let's go, you're going to, you can talk about this a bit. I I really want to do a fantasy adventure. Brilliant. There's no fantasy rules. They don't exist. Correct. And on top of that, the SRD, which we love, you know, the, their SRD is way big. You, you, you know, it's, it's, it's way more. Yeah. You made that point, I think, very well, 
when we talked about it, but it it still requires massaging. It's like buying a model yeah. instead of a a a thing to put sure. on your shelf. It's like you still have to you still have Sweet. to build it, and it's not it's, it's not. It's not so easy as, oh, I just need to yeah. assemble it. It's like, no, no, no. You need to make a series yeah. of decisions, and you also need to do formatting work, and you need to massage the language to make it consistent, blah, 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 blah. It's, the, the SRD is a, is, a, is a bunch of tools and a bunch of instructions for different systems and yeah. a ton of raw materials. But you're right. You couldn't just barf up something and say, here, here's yeah. 2D20 Fantasy. In fact, that's what I keep seeing people asking about. When's there going to be a fantasy system? And that's why I think is that we could have some just weird wait. things. So I think people all design stuff for Acting Cthulhu because you can just go. It's there. The rules are there. We know yep. what the things are. You can just make. Well, and 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 we can just, cl- I'll just clear that up really quickly. They do have, th- there's there's two different versions of this world builders they have for they have for generic, which is what we've been talking about, and then they have for license, which currently is only Octon Cthulhu because that's the only one they have. I'm going to assume that Cohors and this other thing that they're working on, this like weirdo science fiction thing that I've seen some stuff, some playtest stuff about, I assume that because that's Modifius IP, that that stuff will fall under the licensed. So you, you can write stuff for Octon Cthulhu. Heck, I mean, one of the things that you can download is this almost one gigabyte folder full of art for Octon Cthulhu. It's like it, what it seems like is a heap of art from all their Call of Cthulhu era Octon Cthulhu stuff. And you can just use that. Cool. You just put it to use in building Octon Cthulhu stuff. So I think I can see people doing for that. And when cohorts come out, I can see people yeah. doing that. The problem you've got at the moment, and and this is some people say, oh, well, it's like Genesis. And it's like, well, I don't, it's not quite like the Genesis is close because Genesis had a core rule book but then, yeah. then had like optional rules. And so what you actually saw a lot with Genesis was people creating stuff for their settings. So because it was licensed by, oh, I can't remember who's got that. It was FFG, but now it's Edge. Um, people were doing things like, oh, here's stuff for Android or here's stuff for, I can't remember what their fancy set, they had a fancy yeah, they, they, People did yeah. that. But then people did also things. release like, oh, here's my own, here is my, my supers rules and here is my this other thing rules. So there, there would be some of that. What you don't then get is people then don't release supplements for those. So people might go, here's my supers rule, and they might release stuff for their own, but someone else doesn't then, you know, because there's multiple supers rules, there's multiple yeah. mech rules. And you get this weird thing of people going, well, I really want to write an adventure, a mech thing, but there isn't a mech set of rules. I'm going to have to write the mech set of rules. Yes. And then I'm going to write an adventure, my mech set of rules. Reality is the only people who are going to buy the adventure is people who already bought them. That's when it starts. It's like a quite a limiting factor on it. As and I don't, I don't know if this is going to happen. My suspicion is, though, is that uh, Modifius are going to move more away from the licensed settings. You know, I, I, I don't know this. Way. This is my gut feeling that they're going to have mm, less, okay. you know, Dishonored and Fallout and so on, and more of their own stuff. Simply because they make more money out of their own. Well, maybe they keep more money out of their own stuff, but it will work yeah. better. The world builders think they say, I, "Look, you know, it, you can do this, and we can't at the moment." Well, I think too that what we'll what we may see over time is licenses lapse, yeah, or be let to lapse because they're not as profitable, and the organization, the company decides that they we just okay, we did this, this was cool, uh, we don't need. I mean, I can't imagine that Homeworld or uh, what's it called, Dishonored. I can't imagine, and I have no idea, but I, I my guess is that that was not as pricey as say like Dune or Star uh, Trek, yeah, totally. Now, on the other hand, Dune and Star Trek are probably making them a lot more money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I could. But I mean, that's just that, that's a that's a simple business decision. Yeah. I mean, you know, some products, and I think Conan 
fits this actually you 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 have a planned run and you do it and then you assess whether or not you want to do something else or let the thing go and that's what it seems like i think you made the case is at least a valid argument is to you know they did everything they could from howard's canon and they probably sold it to the vast majority of people who really wanted conan yeah. stuff and now it's like okay we're done we can move on it did it did what it it did for us what we wanted it to do and now we we get to move on so i don't know i mean i i think that um it sounded to me also like i know that nathan dowdell is is very active on the discord um and is you know always in conversations with people not just as like i'm the rules guy and i'm going to tell you how it is i mean he has really lively conversations about the rules with people and so it wouldn't surprise me at all if Modiphius is going to, you know, not poach, but use or be inspired by people's rules ideas, you know, and who knows? I mean, I don't know that, you know, obviously I don't know these people, but they strike me as gamers who run a company because they want to make games that, that they want to play and that other people want to play. Um, they don't strike me as sleazeballs who wanted to just like squeeze people for every last drop of latinum. Yeah. Uh, they just don't. And so who knows? I mean, I've all the experiences I've had in contact with these folks, they've been terrific um, on like the back end about like playtesting and other things. So um, I actually like the idea of this community property rules thing, because then if I'm going through and I, I find someone's in, you know, here's what I would do. If I was creating stuff for this and hint, hint, I am, I'm about to. If there was some new rules tweak or whatever that I found from someone that I really dug, I would reach out to the person and I would pester them and I would see, and I would, I would attribute it. You know, I wouldn't just take it and use it. And there's no requirement to do that, but I don't know. I, I, I think, um, I think there's good in it. Yeah. I, I, I don't really, part, the main reason I don't see it being a massive issue is because like I said, I've seen on Genesis where people do these massive big projects and yeah. I haven't, I'm not, I mean, I'm not super into that community but I haven't really seen people just ripping other people's stuff off or right. any hoo-ha about that going on. Um, well, and too, I think if someone puts out something that people like, yeah, and then someone else is like, ah, yeah, you know, here's my, my, you know, it, you're just going to look like yeah. a chump um, and that'll get around. I mean, I've made one more point. Well, same on the same point. Please. We're going to look at other people's thing. Cause I, I want to look into what do we think other people will do? But like, I was looking at free league workshop because they have a similar thing that, they do have some of their own settings and then they released a general SRD. They said, you can do what you want with this SRD, very similar to what um, Modiphius is doing. But when you go and look at drive through at the stuff that is being published through that, it is all stuff for their settings. So it's stuff for, it's stuff yeah. for Traveler, not Traveler. Um, it's stuff for Trilight 2000. It's stuff for Coriolis. Yeah. It's stuff for Vason and Forbidden Land. So it's all stuff for licenses that because Free League own these licenses, you can work on these settings and it's all stuff for that. Like I said, Genesis is different, difficult, but I can't remember how to find Genesis on drive through. Um, whereas like Genesis is this weird mix of you're going to find stuff for like generic stuff and stuff for their settings. So that, that is a bit more of a mix. Like people have done their own. I'm looking at here. So someone's done it. Modern horror setting. I'm like page count on this. So people are going to do it. So that's, that's what I'm hoping. Well, let's move on to Wait, the next you're thing. You're seeing then. that for, are you, you're not seeing that for 2D20, are no, you? No, well, that's what's going to the next okay. thing. So um, I haven't even looked to see if there's anything up there, actually. And so there ends part one. Chris and I had intended to only record one episode, but we talked so long, we decided to split it in two for your benefit. 
And in next week's episode, we're going to talk at length about what we anticipate and what we hope people are going to do with this license in the short term and some of the things that we're thinking about doing with it. So thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H. We would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Thanks so much. <laughs>